Hey, everybody, welcome to a Wednesday. I don't know if you have heard of Stable Days Youth Ranch. It's a faith-based agriculture and equestrian youth mentoring program. And they have got quite the facility and quite a great group of people that run this place. We're going to be talking to kind of the head of this whole Stable Days Youth Ranch, Ben Lester. He'll be joining us in just a couple of minutes. We've got a lot to talk about. By the way, our show today brought to you by Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SaaS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand City Mall. All right, and again, if you have any questions or comments for Ben Lester or myself, feel free to text or call. Our number here at the studios is 701-213-0863. 701-213-0863. Before we get too much further, it is time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. And uh, this is from neighbor Jenna, by the way. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. This is really a horrible, corny joke. But uh, what does it mean when you find a horseshoe? What does it mean when you find a horseshoe? Well, some poor horse is walking around in his socks. <laughs> yeah, Dale didn't like that one. Uh, ben, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, John. Thanks good, for, good. Uh, thanks for the invite today. Um, I'm, I'm not used to seeing you in glasses. Uh, I was reading through stuff, and all of a sudden I looked up, and you're wearing glasses, and it's like, where'd Ben go? But um, there you are. Um, how have you been? I've been great. Uh, what a summer. I, you know, no complaints. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm playing the, the role of the dummy here. Ben and I are actually neighbors, uh, Ben and Carol and myself. And, and when I ask, how are you this summer, we don't really see each other that often. You're on the road quite a bit. But um, when you are happy to be home for a week or so, we manage to talk quite a bit. But um, uh, what do you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself besides the stable days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I like to say that my day job uh, is um, I'm a vice president of sales for a tool company based okay. out of Houston, Texas called Magnum Tool. It's a family-owned operation. Uh, I've known them for many, many years. And so I oversee all sales activities across North America and puts me on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you, like, go south mostly? I know you're always, it seems like you go to Houston a lot. I, I do. In fact, I'll be taking another trip down to Houston. That's where our headquarters is. But okay. uh, actually... Actually, I, I'm down there uh, usually quarterly, okay. but uh, most of my travel is going to be in other areas, regions around the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, married, children, all that fun stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, when you said you had the leader of Stable Days here... I, I thought I, about that when I was saying it, too. <laughs> I need to dismiss <laughs> yeah. myself and get Carol over here real quick, because she is definitely the leader. My wife, Carol, is the executive director mm-hmm. uh, of Stable Days, and... And uh, she is the brain trust behind all things good that happens around the ranch. So, Carol and I have been married for 37 years. We've wow. got Congrats. Uh, five kids. Thank you. Um, and we've got a couple camping out with us this week, our oldest son and his mm-hmm. wife. Oh, and cool. They're two kids. So, we've got uh, lots of activity around yep. the house. And then, uh, 
we've got a couple uh, other kids that live in town, then our youngest son, Christian, and his uh, girlfriend live down in Fargo. Okay. Um, you know, and I thought of that, too, when I was introducing you. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Uh, if my wife was listening right now, I'd have to be backtracking <laughs> real fast. And, right. and Carol, I apologize. Um, stable days. Okay, I remember when you guys first came out and, and looked at the property. Uh, it was pretty run down. It hadn't been a lot done. It had been an abandoned place for a while. We did the best we could to mow and what we could and everything, but every year it flood. And you guys came in. You had a vision. Um, I'll be one of the first to admit, good luck. You know, good luck with your vision. It, we it's, needed it. But now we fast forward, and we're going to get into some of this, but how did this all come about? I mean, was this your original place? Did you Were you any, everywhere, anywhere before, or... How did you come up with, with something like Stable Days? Yeah, great questions, John. Um, so Stable Days was really born out of uh, a need that we had as a family. Uh, we've raised our special needs niece, mm-hmm. and um, and she just found it challenging to deal with life, and as many people with those uh, situations uh, do. And so one summer, she had an experience. Um, she had horse riding lessons. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came home from that experience the, uh, the first day, and there was something really different going on in, in her head. And my, Carol said, looked at me and says, we've really got to keep this going. So throughout the summer, uh, she continued to show signs of improvement. Her cognitive mm-hmm. uh, abilities were improving. Um, just a lot of things like that. And so uh, we thought, you know, if it's working this well for Andy, I'll bet it's going to work really well for other kids and families as well. And so uh, Carol and I have been involved in, in ministry over the years. In fact, the reason we came to Grand Forks in the first place back in 93 was I was uh, uh, brought in as the director of Youth for Christ Ministries. Oh, okay. And so uh, we got situated in Grand Forks. And uh, we were with uh, with that ministry until uh, ninety. Let's see, would have would have been ninety five, and um, the ministry ended up uh, disbanding. And so I took a job with uh, Telpro, uh, and they are no longer around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway, I took on a sales position with them. And uh, anyway, so fast forward, we. Uh, um, we moved out of the area for a while, came back, had this summer experience with, with Andrea, and decided to do something about it. And so we came up with the idea. Carol really came up with the idea, the format, the business plan, everything. And, um, and we thought, thought, okay, we're going to really put this to the test here. Let's see what kind of interest we can drum up mm-hmm. for this. So we were living in Grand Forks, and... Um, we, we decided to call a, a meeting for just to see who would be interested in helping us get this thing launched. Mm-hmm. Because we had three things going against us. We had no horse experience, <laughs> we had no land, and we had no money. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, strike Sounds three, you're, like out. you're out. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, so uh, that evening, we had over 40 people wow. jammed into our living room. And Carol and I afterwards looked at each other and thought, this is crazy. Something is going on mm-hmm. here. So we, we realized that we had to do something about it. So uh, we set up camp with a stable here in, in Grand Forks. Um, it used to be called Custer's Wagon Wheel, which has since sold. Um, and we ran our first summer program, uh, just inviting kids to come. We were working with the Social Care Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
And that just went fantastic. And so we realized at the end of that first season, hey, we, we've got to find a place of our own. And so we started looking around and realized, like many people who do, who are interested in finding that hobby farm, you yep, know, yep. a couple acres, whatever, uh, they were few and far between. Yeah, very, because everybody wants that now. Yes, indeed. And so, you know, we spent probably the better part of six months looking. And, and one day, uh, Carol said, well, you know, I've got a good idea. Why don't we look into the old river bend? Mm-hmm. That's vacant. And I remember thinking, what a harebrained idea that is. That's <laughs> never going to happen. And uh, so, but she, uh, you know, she persisted. And uh, we, you know, talked to a few people. Jeff, who used to be out yep. there, we contacted him. And he said, oh, yeah, I know the guy that owns it. Yeah, long story short, we reached out to the uh, the gentleman who owned it at the time, and uh, he was interested in selling, and um, it just kind of started from there. So um, we, you know, we ended up buying the property back in what was it? Uh, oh, dang! It's uh, 2011. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 2011 is when March of 2011, I believe it was, and. Um, and then, you know, from there, we just started kind of working through you know, putting up fences and, you know, rehabbing the old restaurant, which is mm-hmm. now our home. Beautiful, yes. And, um, yeah, it's it's crazy to look back on all where we started from. And, and you know, uh, you talk about you had no experience uh, and, and things like that. And, and I know because we had been out there for quite a few years at that time, and there's a lot of trial by error. Um, you know, I, 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 one thing that comes to my mind is uh, I would say, you know, this will be underwater sometime. And, and, and you, you kind of have that hesitant look like, oh yeah, We're like, yeah because we went like three or four years where it didn't. Right. And then all of a sudden you get that year where it's 20 feet deep down there, but it's, there's been a lot of trial and error, a lot of hit and miss, but, um, it is a hidden gem out there. I mean, that really is a nice chunk of property. You're just far enough out of town. It takes you literally five minutes to get to the grocery store. You're still out of town. You're surrounded by a river. It, it's just, it, it is just beautiful out there. Well, I mean, you, you know better than us. I mean, you've been there longer, and it is just that slice of heaven that is, it, like you say, it's close enough to town to be convenient for mm-hmm. people. And for us, you know, that's really important because, you know, the farther out or the more of an effort it is for people to get plugged in, you know, then you kind of see people dropping off. But because of its location being close, but one of the things that we hear a lot is that when, when families come out, when kids are out there, they really feel like they're out in nature. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's like nothing else going on. Um, you know, the noise of the city just really is, is not non-existent. And that's really important for what we do because we want kids to kind of unplug from their daily routines, that the technology, the peer pressure, all, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yes. And, and really be able to connect with, um, with an environment that's going to be supportive, loving, caring, nurturing. And, uh, you know, I'll I just read you our, our uh, mission statement. Okay, uh, that was going to be my next question, actually. Okay, um, so our, our mission statement is that we work to ignite in our area youth and their families a deep passion for faith and wellness through the inspirational fluidity of the elements found in the rawness of God's creation through nature-based discovery, equine agricultural-based mentoring, and through service-based engagement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, most kids that come out, uh, I would say 90-plus percent, have never been, you know, or spent much time in that kind of environment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I see these kids, and I can tell, just (laughs) by the look on their face, when they're all of a sudden face-to-face with a horse, and they're like... 
I mean, you can just see it in their eyes how cool they think it is. And you know what's even more funny, John, about that is uh, some of the big burly dads that come out, you know, and those guys are more afraid of the horses than the kids. It's like, hey, you're going to get on the back of a horse sometime. Um, Even now, um, like this weekend, I've got nieces and nephews coming from uh, down in the Twin Cities, and they have a lot of kids. And first thing they want to do is they want to go out and look at the critters and and we've got a bunch of pictures we will show in a little while about uh, some of these uh, animals that you have got out there but it's we have it's so funny because Lori my wife has so much fun I think she has as much fun bringing the kids out there as the kids have but um, we do have one text I just wanted to throw this one in uh, it says uh, and John is your neighbor what could be better oh thank you Kaylee (laughs) (laughs) very nice Um, so uh, you're you're a faith-based organization we are. Um, have been forever. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? How did, how did your faith get to where it is now? Have you always been, you well, know? Yeah. So Carol and I, uh, well, before we were married, we, uh, we were very um, committed to our faith as Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I met Carol at church okay. and uh, yep. started dating, and uh, I would say things have worked out pretty well. Sure, yeah. Uh, so 37 years behind us, I think, uh, you know, that's a good sign. But, um, you know, John, we, there are many things in life that constantly barrage us, and we believe that, that um, faith in Jesus Christ is a, a way for people to uh, find hope, mm-hmm. where, you know, in, in our times, there's a lot of junk to contend with. Oh, and, yes. And, and you put that in the mind of a seven-year-old kid mm-hmm. and how they try to reconcile that. How, you know, how do they deal with that? Um, and it can be very overwhelming. A lot sure. of fear. Yes. Uh, as we know, statistically, nationally, uh, suicides are way yeah. up in kids because of many, many different factors. So... Um, we believe and have seen demonstrated that when kids are able to get in this environment and hear an inspirational message of hope based on the Bible, that lives are changed. And that, to us, is the payoff. Uh, sure. we, we do this forever for free. Yeah, isn't it? You know, it's something when you can feel so fulfilled by just looking at Kids, yeah. people, adults, it doesn't matter. When they yeah. leave, you get that warm, fuzzy, feel-good feeling. Um, and, and, you know, to um, Stable Days, it's not just about the animals. I mean, um, on any given night, you can look. Uh, we see kids out shooting archery. Uh, you see people in your gardens, and we'll talk about that. I know uh, there's a bunch of different things uh, that you do to keep these kids engaged. It's just not all. You know, it says your faith-based agricultural and equestrian youth mentoring program, but there's more to it than just, well, I guess you'd call it gardening agriculture, but you guys do so many other things with these kids. Uh, it seems like you morph a little bit further off all the time. We do. Um, so several years ago, you know, kids started talking about, man, we'd love to get out on the river. Okay, do, do you yeah. have uh, uh, kayaks or canoes? And so we started acquiring uh, mm-hmm. those things. And we're very thankful to uh, Grand Forks Parks because they have been donors. Oh. Uh, Shields have been supportive, sure. you know, and so with with those funds, we've been able to buy more watercraft, mm-hmm. and the kids love to go down on, yeah. the, on the river. You know, the Red Lake River is a great, very slow moving. It is. It's muddy. You yeah, know, we it's, tell them you're going to get muddy. Well, but you know, that's, kids are used to playing in mud puddles. You know, <laughs> exactly. what's the? Um, still got the rope swing too. Oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna have to go down there one of these days. I'm just so beat up; it's hard for me to do. Um, We'll talk about the critters. I always call them critters. I don't know why I do that. But um, before we take a little break here, I do want to tell one story about um, your sheep. 
And I don't know, maybe I've told you this story before. Well, you lived it with me, but um, I was on my front deck. I had my dogs outside, and I could hear this. I wasn't quite sure what it was. Um, so I started, I walked down. I'm walking towards the end of my driveway, and I look, and I see around the sheep. And he looks at me, and he, I, I'm way far away, and he starts buying or whatever that you wouldn't believe. And he comes running after me all the way around, <laughs> comes flying all the way down one driveway, the other driveway, and comes up my driveway. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. He comes right up to me, and he's just, bah, bah, like, Johnny fell down a well. Come right. on, we got to go. Right. And the sheep, by the way, had one ear. Yep, that's and, Penelope. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, I think I know where you got to go. And I start walking him back, and he's just looking at me, bah, and we're walking, and he sees the corral or, or, you know, where he's at, and he takes off and goes running back. And I'm like, okay, he, he found his home. He'll be fine. I start walking back. He gets all the way back around and all the way, and he's just about to go in with the other sheep, and he looks and sees that I'm no longer with him. All the <laughs> way back. Yeah, it's a, that's funny. That, anyway, that's when I walked him up to your front door, and I knocked on your door, and you're looking out the, the storm door, and I'm standing there with a sheep. You guys have been it's very like, patient. Yeah. It's like, look what followed me home. I think he's lost. But um, uh, uh, I, that's just one of the stories, and, and they're all good stories. I mean, um, we, we love the animals there, but uh, we're going to take just a short little break here. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got some great pictures to look at. Stable Days Youth Ranch, it's right outside of East Grand Forks where the old Riverbend Supper Club used to be. If you're ever driving by on Highway 2 and you see the big sign going over our driveway and it says SDYR, that's what that is. It stands for Stable Days Youth Ranch. Ben Lester is here. We'll be talking with him more after this. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And Executive Properties also does garage door repairs and replacements, too. Uh, ben Lester with Stable Days Youth Ranch uh, on the show today here at Grand Forks Best Source. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we're going to go through some pictures now, if we could, Dale. Uh, Dale, the producer, is here. Um, and, and, Ben, what I would like for you to do is we'll just go through. I know you sent us a bunch of pictures. Uh, instead of me trying to explain things, why don't you just go ahead and, and, and you can kind of uh, just go along with it and tell us what these pictures are, are of and for. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're looking at here is uh, a visit that we paid recently to the Good Samaritan Assisted Living Facility over in East Grand Forks. Um, it, we love to get out, and we love to interact with the community when the opportunities arise. Uh, we did this same uh, thing um, a couple years ago in the midst of covid and, you know, those folks had been shut in, and they, mm. I think they were just clamoring for the opportunity to get out or see, see different things. So we paid a visit to them. So this was just uh, a few weeks ago. And I believe that this little girl is a grandchild of one of the, um, one of the clients there. 
And it was just super sweet being able to spend time with these folks. And, you know, the funny thing, John, is that uh, most of the folks there had some farm story, right? Yep. Oh, sure. You know, they're from mm-hmm. the region. They grew well, there up used to be a farms. lot more farms back then, too, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely, yes. And, and so, you know, one, uh, one of the ladies, very sweet, was telling us that, uh, you know, her, talking about how her dad would take her on the horse-drawn sleigh in the wintertime down to the bus stop. And uh, so lots of stories there. So recently we had a group out from the Air Force Base. And uh, this is a pic- <laughs> This is such a blast. And this is where, like, the, the kid in me comes out big time. Like, I, all of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, these kids are so fun to engage with. It, and, it, I mean, all you have to do is look at that picture and you giggle. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And they, you know, they, they're right up and close. They mm-hmm. just love to get in their face and, and pet them and groom them. And, you know, they just want to know about the animals. Okay, and what so to feed those them and, are what? Those are mini donkeys. Okay, mini donkeys. I, 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 to me, I, mini mule, mini donkey, I'm not sure. I, I've, I've called them mini mules forever. But, I, <laughs> okay, they're mini donkeys. Mini donkeys. The one on the left is um, uh, Norma Jean, and the other one is Zacchaeus. So okay. a male and a female. And, and you know, they love people. Oh, they do. Um, yeah. I know the few times your mower's been down, I'll go out and mow around where these guys are kept, and they come right up to me. Yeah. I mean, even if I'm on that mower, it doesn't scare them. They're just like, hey, what's the new dude doing over here? <laughs> We're going to go check him out. <laughs> right. And, and the same with my one dog, my Labradoodle. Between going nose to nose with the horses behind yeah. and these guys... They love to just sit and check each other out and, and just kind of look at each other like, well, you're a weird-looking dog. Well, you're a weird-looking donkey, you know? It's so, but okay. And, you know, one of the things over the years that we've learned is it's really important that the personality of an animal fits well at the ranch. Sure. Uh, we can't it, have animals that are aggressive. No. You know, we tried some goats. I, I forget the, the breed, but a few years ago they had horns and stuff. Mm. They were very playful. Sure. But the problem is those horns would scare the kids, and they would butt the kids yep. and stuff playfully. Mm-hmm. But we said, nah, that's not going to work. So mm-hmm. we had to rehome them. But, uh, yeah, the animals are all super chill. All right. Let's see what we got here. Okay. That one. Okay, so here's another shot from uh, the Good Samaritan home. Uh, just people coming out and, you know, in their walkers and the wheelchairs. Uh, that horse, uh, that's um, Warrior, and he came to us just actually just about a month and a half ago, he and his, uh, his partner, Angus. And so um, they came from a ranch down in Iowa, so we're caring for them uh, through the summer. Um, this fall, they're going to be uh, going over to Crookston, to the oh. University of Minnesota, uh, part of the equestrian program mm-hmm. there. So they're just uh, with us for the supper. So these are called warm bread horses. That's He's a Clydesdale Morgan mix. Oh, wow. And a uh, huge, huge yeah. horse. I mean, you get next to that guy, and he's massive, mm-hmm. but super friendly. Yeah. Just super horse. Yeah, I mean, you know, picture tells a thousand words. You know, this gal was smiling ear to ear from the time we showed up <laughs> to the time we pulled away. And she just, you know, she was in a wheelchair, but she had to stand up to just get oh, sure. get a feel, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so sweet uh, interacting with them. And, and our staff, you know, the young lady there holding the horse, just uh, they love being there and being part of it and, and taking their time to come out. This one, uh, this is a really touching uh, picture to me. You know, I, I believe that's uh, the grandfather or the great-grandfather to the little boy in the picture. And uh, they're checking out Henry. Henry is an Appaloosa that we've had uh, at the ranch for years and years. One of our longest uh, standing mm-hmm. horses, probably 10 years now. Um, and he's getting old, but he still can get around. And um, But, 
again, they they absolutely love the doting and to to spend time around people, and it, it, it's a good fit for sure. Another shot with some kids there, and uh, um, so on the on the left is uh, Kayla. Kayla is uh, the head coach of the equestrian team at UMC. She's also on our board of directors. Uh, Abby. Uh, the volunteer holding the horse there on the right. Uh, unfortunately, her and her husband, Micah, are moving down to Florida, and oh. her last day is tomorrow. Oh. Matt, I'll tell you, we, we love our staff. We love to see them go, uh, come. We hate to see them go, and so we're going to be bidding her farewell. But again, you know, you can see the smiles and uh, just interacting with the kids, and you know, this, this is just payday for us, and they just have hearts of gold. All right. Now, this was just a couple of weekends ago. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, we had a donor who um, uh, brought in a couple of uh, storage units for us because, you know, we, we seemed like we never have enough storage space. So, And then we had a team, a mission team from Buffalo, New York, come down and spend uh, the better part of a week with us. And this is one of the projects that they uh, were tasked with is getting those sheds painted and so uh, the young lady kneeling there closest to us is our granddaughter, Adelia. So she loved hanging out with the, the team. But, man, I'll tell you, they, uh, they were here for a week, but the amount of work that they got done is amazing. We had a great time with them, and they were just tireless in their, in their efforts to help out. And, you know, being a 501c3 organization, you know, we, we have no paid staff, including mm-hmm. Caroline. We don't draw any kind of salary or anything. So any of our volunteers, any folks who come to lend a hand, it's all volunteer. Right. And, and one of the things that has always moved us the most is to see people that are willing to, to spend their time and commit to coming out. And yeah. To us, that's just incredible. Well, it's amazing how many people I know and didn't realize have um, volunteered out there yes. throughout the years. Yep. And, and I'm finding that out as we talk. All right. Just more shots of when the uh, when we had the Air Force group out a couple of weeks ago. So that's our little Springer Spaniel. That's Josie, mm-hmm. and and that little girl doesn't know stop. I call her one speed. Yeah, <laughs> you open the door in the morning and it's one speed all day long. She is going, and she loves people. And she has a habit. What she does is when she comes up to greet people, she'll take her two front legs and wrap them around. Yeah, around. Yeah. If they're small enough, she'll wrap around the whole body. Or if it's an adult, you know, around yeah, the don't leg. Don't leave me. That's right. And uh, so just super sweet seeing her being able to get loved on. And uh, and people just love being around her. Again, all the animals that we have are, are just real, real friendly. All right, there's another more shed door painting. Yeah, so that's Josh. Josh led the mission team from Buffalo. I met, oh, okay. met Josh at an outing in the Colorado mountains about 15 years ago. We've been friends since, and a uh, great guy. And his father pastors the church, actually, that the team came from in oh, Buffalo. Okay. And uh, again, you know, we just, they said, well, what do, we, what do we got to do? And we pointed, and they got it done. So um, fantastic. And the weather cooperated, which yeah. is really nice, right? Right, right. Oh, oh I, I love these shots. Kids scooping poop, you know? <laughs> it, it's a gross one, but listen, you know, if, if we didn't keep up with that stuff, as you know, John, yep. I mean, it, you know, uh, horses are really efficient at two things. 
eating and pooping. Exactly. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. And, and you know, another thing, too, is um, uh, when you're mentoring these kids and, and they're around these animals, it, it's not all about, hey, let's ride the horse because that's what it's all about. They still have to be groomed. They have to be fed. They have to be cleaned up after. They have to be watered. There's a lot of different things. It's, it's like being a pet owner, but a ginormous pet <laughs> owner. There's a million things that have to be done. And that's, I mean, imagine a two-acre litter box because that's basically what you got to do. <laughs> well and put. those litter boxes have to be clean. But there's more to it. And I love the fact that these kids learn that right off the bat because a lot of them, it's like, okay, you're going to go do this stuff with, with horses or whatever animals you have. And after a couple of weeks, you go, okay, no, we're not riding today. Now today we're going to go clean up. And they're going to go, what? It's not what I signed up for. You know, and that's such an important point, uh, John, that... um and my wife really came up with the format. So when the kids come, they're there for 90-minute sessions. Mm-hmm. And so the 90 minutes are broken into th- really three major components. Number one is going to be horsemanship. That's kind of what yep. you know, people are expecting. Um, and that could be riding. It could be grooming. It could be just simply caring for mm-hmm. the, the animals. Uh, and a second one is, is chores. We want kids to learn and have that instilled value of hard work. Sure. And, you know, true, I mean, some kids come and, you know, at their home, they're not expected to do much. Yep, and yep. The first, you know, when we tell them, hey, guys, we're going to be doing chores, they'll, you know, they'll mm-hmm. wrinkle their nose, and I don't want to do that, especially the poop crew. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, once the kids get out there and start scooping, they yeah, love it. I know. You know, and they <laughs> no. make it, we make it fun, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've, now this is going to be gross for some of you out there. Sometimes we have poop fights. Well, oh, boy. When they're, when they're dried out, they make great hand oh, grenades, yeah. you know, so you can launch those things. So they're, they're chucking them at me. and so. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that from now on. What are they doing out there? Well, they're just whipping poop at each other. Exactly. Yep. So this is the team that, uh, that hauled the horses over to the Good Sam. And, uh, again, just fantastic group of people. Uh, my wife is on the right there, second one. The young man on the far right is our nephew, Chris, who is uh, out mm-hmm. here with us from Portland, Oregon, for the summer. Funny story. Um, he came out. He just kind of wanted to get a break from uh, the mayhem and stuff out there. Said, hey, you know, I want to come and spend the summer. We said, great. So he's spending some volunteer time with us. He has a, a job as well that he works at in the tech realm. Okay. So he was here for about three weeks, and he looks at us and says, you know, I love it out here. Can I stay? Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. He so, likes to mow. Yeah, he <laughs> loves to mow. Yeah, you see him out here. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. And, and it's a nice change. You know, I've, I've tried living in the cities and I've tried doing things like that, big cities. Not for me. Yeah. Not for me. Well, as we were talking earlier, you know, I travel a lot and I visit, I've been in every major city across North America multiple times. And there's always one consistent message there is, I, I don't mind going, but I love to come home. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Grand Forks is a great community. Yeah, it might have been the last one. Is that it? All okay. right. Um, you know, we saw pictures of uh, horses, uh, the mini donkeys. Is that what they were? Yeah. Uh, and um, what else did we see? That was, but you've got, all right, now you've got a llama. And an alpaca, uh-huh. which, by the way, when those things were sheared, wow, do they look like a different animal. <laughs> they, they look like some kind of cartoon, made-up, futuristic, sci-fi kind of animal. They look completely different. So you've got a llama and alpaca. You've got more goats now, the little mini goats. They're, they're, they're a 
adorable. They're they're so cool. Uh, they're just bounce. They're like goats you see on TV. They're bounce running. They're doing stuff all the time. Uh, you still have sheep. We do, and you still have chickens. We do. In fact, we just got a fresh crop in of oh. of layers. Okay, and am I missing out on anything? Well, we just uh, we just processed uh, a batch of uh, meat birds. Yep. Yep. So. Um, yeah, uh, let me see. So we've got 10 horses. We've got uh, the, the four goats. We've got the two mini donkeys. We've got three sheep. We've got the two, um, the llama and the alpaca, which we call long necks. Yep. And their names, by the way, their namesake comes from the Disney show that our family absolutely loves, Emperor's New Groove. Oh, sure, sure. And that is, uh, that's Cusco and Pacha. Okay. And so the, the kids, you know, when we tell them their names, they, they can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, that's, that's more than enough for us. That keeps our hands full. You know, um, I mentioned it too, and, and now in, in the neighbors too, uh, Nate and Jenna with their daughter, Eden, um, they love going out and, and checking out the animals. Um, I know we always usually talk to you first and, and we have found out that um, even horses aren't, they don't all eat carrots. They won't all eat whatever. You have the two out there. I brought a couple of carrots out there. The one didn't want anything to do with them, yeah. but the one wanted all of them, yeah, you know? Exactly. And, and so they're kind of the same way, but um, the animals are incredible. You guys also have beehives. We do. Yeah. Uh, we, we try to keep those somewhat isolated just mm-hmm. because, you know, some people have an sure. aversion to bees and... So we, uh, we, but yeah, every year we get a nice harvest of honey. Yeah, I, I love honeybees. I'm allergic to everything else. I'm not allergic to honeybees. At least that's what they tell me. But I think the last time I was stung by a honeybee when I was a little, little kid running around barefoot and I stepped on one. These honeybees, they're not aggressive. They're um, not. They love coming to my water fountain. Uh, I see them drinking there all the time, and, and when a bee comes to drink out of the water, they're not really thirsty. What they're doing is they're going back to cool off the hive, uh, from what I understand anyway. But I love seeing them there. Um, I hate hornets and everything, but between all that stuff, there's always so much going on, and we haven't even gotten to the garden yet. I mean, your garden is massive. It is massive, and uh, thank the Lord again for our nephew Chris, who has really spearheaded the the garden this year. So we've we tasked him with taking the garden to the next level. It because of its size and the various plants that we grow, the vegetables. This year we've got a lot more flowers, mm-hmm. and which have turned out fantastic. But uh, yeah, he has really spearheaded managing that, and it is in better shape than it's been for years. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is to get the kids out there and teaching them what it looks like to um, to plant, nurture, and harvest. And so when it comes harvest time, they get to harvest and take some of the stuff, the produce home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's cool is the kids get bragging rights. Hey, Mom and Dad, you know, I got to harvest. I, grew, yeah. I helped grow this stuff. Yep. You know? So that's that's really cool, that, that pride of ownership, the experience that mm-hmm. they have. So... Absolutely. Um, volunteers, uh, are you always on the look for volunteers? Are more needed? Always, always. That's a nonstop door. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and if somebody does want to volunteer, Ben, uh, they want to come out and help, or they want to even find out anything more, uh, websites. I know you got a, a fantastic Facebook page, but um, how can they find out more information? Well, both. Um, our website is stabledays.org. And if you go to the drop down there at the top, um, there is a place where you can uh, fill out, uh, print and fill out a, an application to volunteer. Send that in to us. Uh, we're not, 
Unfortunately, we're not automated at this point, so you can't do it online. We're trying to get there. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're a tech person and you're looking to volunteer, that might be a great place uh, sure. where we could use you. And, and another thing I want to uh, express, um, I don't know if all of them are, but the majority of your animals at Stable Days, they're rescue animals. Uh, yeah. they're, I mean, I know for a fact some of these animals were this close to just being discarded, if you would, yeah. uh, sent to a glue factory, if you would. I'm right. just using some of these stupid terms I've heard over cartoons and movies over the years. But um, uh, it, it, you... When you call it a rescue animal, I mean, they are being rescued. I've seen how you guys have had to nurse these animals uh, back to health. I've also noticed when we've talked about, you know, the kids feeding them, well, this horse is on a special diet right now, so make sure you, you know, this. But um, you, you don't just set them out to pasture and, and they just go about their day, do they? No, no. In fact, um, again, you know, 12 years ago, we really didn't know diddly squat about animal care and nurturing, especially large animals. And uh, so, uh, but one of the things we have committed to is making sure that we're good stewards mm -hmm. with, with uh, the animals that come into our care. And so uh, even just yesterday, you know, uh, Carol said, hey, you know, we've got uh, the one horse that's looking a little lean. And so, and again, you'd think, hey, they've got all the grass they could possibly mm -hmm. eat out on pasture. We, we supplement the hay and stuff. Sure. So, yeah, we, we figure out what's going on there. We've got a great vet, Jeanette uh, Bjorkstead. Um, she comes out. She looks at the animals and will give us any particular care. We've got a great farrier who looks at hoof care. Mm -hmm. Again, huge, we yeah. didn't know anything about that, but you can tell a lot about a horse's condition by sure. looking at their hooves. Absolutely. And so, um, yep, when we find a situation where an animal is in need, we'll work up a special diet for them, make sure that they're getting what they need, and, uh, and give them the care. You know, uh, when you guys moved out there, um, March twenty. 11? Yeah. Jeez, it doesn't yep. seem that long to me. No. Um, things have changed dramatically out at Stable Days Youth Ranch. Um, your, your indoor arena, uh, got to be a game changer for it, your organization. You know, John, it was a dream come true. So one of the things uh, throughout the season, of course, we live in Minnesota, northern yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. And so the weather is ever-changing. And, you know, on those days when it's pouring down rain or thunderstorms or windy or, mm -hmm. you know, searing hot and you're trying to get out of the weather, you know, we always dreamt of having an indoor riding area or an indoor activity area. Sure. And so uh, some local donors uh, recognize the need and they, um, they put the funds up to help us build that. And to your term, it has been a game changer. Sure. We have five indoor stalls uh, in that facility and then a 60 by 120 riding area. And just yesterday, we had sessions with the kid, kids in there. Mm -hmm. and it was uh, fantastic. Now, if uh, some just Joe Blow driving by happens to see the sign, uh, they drive into the driveway, they maybe see some activity going on because you got there's stuff going on there a lot, but... Um, you guys have always been, you know, if somebody stopped in and said, hey, I just saw this. What is this all about? Uh, you guys are always more than happy to stop, talk, explain, share with people what you do, and show people what you do. Uh, that's never been an issue. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of people say, well, I heard it's a petting zoo. Well, no, <laughs> it's not a petting zoo. But uh, you know what? If you spend a little bit of time out there, it could kind of turn into that for you. You'd, you'd be amazed at all the different things. But um, you guys are always more than happy to share uh, your goal and, and, and uh, 
you know, your, what's the word I'm looking for, your mission with anybody that wants to come and ask. Absolutely. You know, really for the best experience, we encourage people to either call us or, you know, calling is the best Mm -hmm. and uh, set up an appointment. We'll give a tour, you know, that way they get our full undivided attention. And typically that's going to be like a a half hour, 30 minutes to an hour, depending, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's a family, then, you know, it'll be. And there is that much to see. Oh, yes, absolutely. You bet. And particularly if they have an interest of exploring maybe some volunteer opportunities, Mm -hmm. but even if they just want to come out and and thank you for clarifying, we're we're not a petting zoo. You know, we are a youth mentoring program. And so it's, it's decidedly different in our focus. And, uh, and so one of the things that we try to do is avoid taking time away from the kids that are out there because again, sure. they've got 90 minute sessions. So yes. We really want to make sure that's that what you're all about in the, you know, yeah. the first place. So yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, thankfully because we've got staff, you know, we can, somebody can peel away and, and answer some questions and stuff. But again, yeah, check out the website, uh, call the number, um, uh, and that's Carol, the executive director, my wife, that goes to her phone. And so we'll set up a time for an appropriate visit time. Am I leaving anything out? Is there anything you want to add? You're, you're, you're an easy guy to talk to. So a lot of my notes, I, I didn't even have to use them because the answers are, are right there. But um, uh, I, I mean, we're, we're trying to show off as much as we can about stable days here. Um, but did I miss out on anything? Well, I, you know, it's maybe a no-brainer, but uh, two things, um, and I'll reiterate. Number one, if you're interested in volunteering, please reach out to us. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to show you what we do. If you've got an hour a week, if you've got five hours a week, ten, whatever that looks like, if it's once every other week, so there isn't any particular cadence that we're looking for. Um, If you've got time, we can get you plugged in. And uh, a lot of people will say, well, I have no horse experience. In fact, most people will say that. Mm -hmm. Great. Most of the people that come out and volunteer with us had no horse experience. Right, right. We teach you. Sure, sure. And then secondly, um, you know, as a 501c3, we always need support. Finances are uh, huge. You know, those the animals like to eat. Yeah, they do. (laughs) And so, you know, the, the funding is really, we're always looking for support and always very appreciative of the support that comes in. Sometimes it's a $10 check. Sometimes it's $100, yeah. whatever it looks like. Uh, and there is a, a, a way to donate online, or if you want to call us and set up an appointment and come out and talk, we'd be glad to do that as well. Again, uh, they have a great uh, social media Facebook page. Uh, you can check out stabledays.org. All the information you need is there. Um, there's always people that are, are looking for stuff to do. Uh, there, I know a ton of people that like to volunteer, and I know a lot of people that volunteer, and it starts to get kind of stale for them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it, they've been While well, I've been volunteering, I love volunteering, but I've been doing the same thing every year for check out Stable Days Youth Ranch. Uh, it, it's a completely Probably a completely 100% different thing than most of these people have ever done. Uh, to come out and actually work, uh, I'm, I'm going to just call it a, basically a working ranch. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. it's a lot different. You might yeah. consider yourself a city slicker and have no experience, <laughs> like you said, with this stuff. But um, it doesn't take long to learn. Uh, these animals all have – it's funny because I'm not so sure about the chickens, but your animals, they all have – they all have personalities. For sure. Um, I mean, if you're a dog and a cat owner even, your dogs have personalities. Well, you should see the personality of these these uh, mini mules or the mini donkeys and the horses. They all have incredible personalities, and they're all very, very friendly. They I mean, very all friendly. very friendly. And tell you what, if you've never 
got to pet one of these little mini animals or, or an alpaca or a one-eared sheep. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's something you can write home about. It really is. It's cool. You know, we've had people come out and just uh, to spend time with Penelope, the one-eared sheep, mm-hmm. because yeah. she, she's just a lover. <laughs> she and, you know, so they'll just like walk into the pen and they'll just kind of sit down and tell, them, tell her their yeah. life story. Yeah. And you know the great thing? She's a great listener. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, and yeah. she'll never lie to you. <laughs> That's funny because we were over at the other neighbors the other night, and uh, it's like, oh, because we all kind of watch out for each other around yes, there. And, yes. Oh, little kids running in and out of the you know the pen there where you have the donkeys. I keep getting them mixed up, but mules, donkeys. Anyway, oh wait, no, there's more kids over there. There's an adult, an adult in there, so it's all cool. But yeah, it's not like don't go in there, you'll get killed. Right, it, right. it doesn't happen that way. Um, I I get mad at my dogs. They know they can't go in there, but it's not because they harass the animals. The dogs like to eat the animals, you know what? And that way, there's nothing for your kids to pick <laughs> that's, that's up. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we try to discourage that with our own dogs yeah, too. You know, it's, it's like, uh, hey, you're taking away some volunteer's <laughs> job there, Lewis. Yeah. Uh, ben, thanks for coming on. Uh, you and Carol keep up the good work. You've got. You have worked your butts off on this for a long time, and uh, I, I think it's starting to show. Uh, it's it's really a fantastic place. Uh, it's changed so much uh, over the, all these years. Thanks, but uh, keep up the that. good work. Again, folks, uh, check them out on Facebook or go to StableDays.org. You'll have phone numbers and everything should be on those websites. You know, if you want to volunteer or if you want to help, uh, they can always use it, Stable Days Youth Ranch. And again, thank you, Ben Lester. All right. And uh, we'd like to thank uh, our sponsor today, too, Most Cafe here in the Grand Cities Mall. Uh, what a great little sit-down, take-out diner uh, with an awesome breakfast and lunch. You know, they have gluten-free choices. They offer a 15% discount for military members, too. And uh, Most is open Tuesday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. and weekends from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, make sure to check out Most Daily Dish. Uh, we'll have it weekday mornings on Grand Fork's Best Source at 9 o'clock. Uh, try some awesome food that is not your ordinary food. Moe's Cafe, 1726 South Washington Street. They're at Suite 31 here in the Grand Cities Mall. And uh, by the way, Moe's Daily Dish today, this sounds awesome, chicken pot pie served in a bread bowl with juicy chicken breast and veggies and a tasty cream for only $12. It's at Moe's Cafe, one of our sponsors today. Uh, tomorrow, Dirty Thursday, brought to you by River City Speedway. We're going to be talking, I hope, with Joe Potter. Keep your fingers crossed, who happens to be the national points leader in the Wasota A-Mod class. They're going to be here Friday as all part of the Moonshine Mod Tour. We can't wait uh, for tomorrow's show and Friday. Hey, everybody, remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way. You know, the Grand Cities are awesome, and yeah, the Grand Cities are still here. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.